It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on? And welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast with myself, Sammy Georgeur, and my big bro, George Georgeur. Today we recorded, actually yesterday we recorded episode 556 with Preach Can't Preach with Rashad. Um, you got to check them out. This is going to be a joint podcast talking about the NFC West. So Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and Niners. Um, you can find them at Preach Kev Preach on Twitter. And you can find Kevin at Pastor underscore Kevy Kev. That's K-E-V-Y-K-E-V. And Rashad at Mr. Rashad underscore Too Cool. Um, but go check them out. Go check out at Preach Kev Preach on Twitter. The, all their information will be there and where to find those guys and where to find their podcast. But this is our joint podcast for episode 556. Make sure you tune in and enjoy. We'll have them on soon as well. And just as you guys always remember, this is Sports on Tap. You can find us at Sonsports, SONTSports.com. And this is Sports Radio, redefined. Peace. Hi, right, welcome to Preach Care Preach with Rashad, man. We're here with another episode, another sermon. What's up, my boy? What's up, bro? What it do, man? Man, you already know what to do, baby. Oh, yeah, you, you, you know that's the slogan right there, man. Kawhi every day. What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Hey, well, we got a good show for y'all today. Um, going over the NFC West uh, for our guys from Seattle, Sammy and George Jojur. Uh, from that being said, podcast, you can find them on Twitter at pod that. We got crazy bold predictions. <laughs> crazy, crazy band. If somebody don't like Jimmy G, we're trying to convert him to a 49ers fan. So. Yeah, go ahead and uh, check out the pod. Follow everybody at Mr. Brashad underscore too cool. At George or Sammy, at G George or, and at Pastor underscore Kevin Kev. Also hit the podcast follow button on Twitter at Preach Kev Preach. Oh, yeah, get that. Uh, so we ain't gonna wait too long. We'll go right to the show. What it do, baby? <laughs> From uh, that being said, podcast man, how y'all doing? Doing yeah, good. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. Uh, we're here to talk about the NFC West. Uh, we to talk about NFC South, NFC North. Now it's the West time. Um, we're getting pretty close to the season, uh, so you know I'm pretty pretty excited. Um, I think next week is Game Three for the preseason, so that's the dress rehearsal. Everybody getting ready for that. Uh, so we can go right into the NFC West. Uh, and that's we're gonna start with the division champions, and that's the LA Rams. Uh, they finished, they finished thirteen and three last year. This is the NFC champion, um, and it, and to me, they went all in, and it almost got them a Super Bowl. So it's kind of like, how do we how do we build a team to win Super Bowl? You can build by team building. You can go big for agent spending, and we've seen both those ways work. At least it gets you there. Uh, but the Rams, uh, I'm very interested in y'all intake on the Rams. So, uh, Rashad, I, I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, what you got? Uh, they'll definitely be in the playoffs again. They probably missed their best chance to win the Super Bowl because as time goes on, you're going to get Todd Gurley more banged up, things like that. But I think they are setting a new trend of how to build your team to be a Super Bowl contender because they pay all the guys on offense. You know, you have Cooks getting paid, Gurley getting paid. Wilson's is getting paid. They have Whitworth. They have golf. Like all these guys are getting paid pretty much right now. And then you have guys like Eric Weddle on a cheap deal, or how they had um, Clay Matthews come. He's on a cheap deal. And last year they had and Dominic and Sue on a cheap deal. So I think they're kind of setting a new trend as far as just plug and place guys on defense, cheaper vets to build your roster out. But 13 wins last year was pretty good. I expect a little bit of pullback this year, maybe 11. 
11 wins, which is still good enough to win the division. So they'll definitely be uh, be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I'll go next, and this is Sammy. I, you know, I agree with that there's going to be a little bit of pullback, right? I, I feel like, especially a lot of times after losing or winning the Super Bowl, a lot of teams just after going for a, a full season of going all the way till February playing in the Super Bowl, you know, you start off a little slow sometimes or you lose some key pieces here and there. Um, for me, my biggest concern with this team is how's Todd Gurley going to be? I mean, we kind of saw at the end of the year, I know uh, his backup, remind me, was it Anderson? No, who's who's his backup yeah, that came in? last year. Yeah, Anderson, Anderson last year, yeah. Yeah, he ended up playing beyond his expectations. But when you pay guys like Todd Gurley and you have him there, you kind of need him to be the workhorse. And I don't know if Jared Goff is good or great yet. I mean, I've I, I seen him be great. But kind of the times I've seen him be great, it's because of the dominant run game. It's because they've had a good defense, obviously a great coach. My biggest concern with the Rams are if Gurley's going to be kind of knocked up all year and they don't got too much, you know, productiveness from the running back position, it could hurt them a little bit where, you know, I think it's going to be a tighter race in this division with Seattle than, than most people might think. It could be biased because I'm from Seattle, but I, I think this every year and the Seahawks continue to kind of surprise teams. And I just think the Rams – I'm, my biggest concern is really Gurley, and then what's that going to do to Jared Goff? If, if Gurley's not 100%, I need to see Jared Goff step up. I still am going to have him winning the division, but I agree with a little bit of pullback. I'm going to have him at 10 or 11 wins, but I'm probably going more towards 10. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I, I mean, I guess it looks like we're, we're going to have almost a consensus, consensus here that we all think that this team's going to pull back, and this is George now. And I think this team pulls back to, you know, you always, not always, but for the most part, you see a lot of times the Super Bowl runner-up have that Super Bowl Super Bowl hangover type of year. And I kind of expect that with the Rams. I got some question marks on offense with Gurley's health. I have a question mark with Cooper Cup coming back from injury from a torn ACL. What's he going to be like here? I mean, I know the, the offense seemed like they didn't skip a beat without him last year, but, you know, going into training camp, he's – their second or third receiver, and I wonder what he's going to be like. And at the same time, I also see the NFC is loaded. I was going through the NFC the other day, and I, I found almost nine teams that I wouldn't be completely shocked if they reached the Super Bowl. And with that amount of teams, I actually think that this is year the Rams – I mean, you were asking earlier, am I going to have a bold prediction? My bold prediction might be the playoffs – going into this season not saying they will or i'm picking that to happen for sure but with the division being as strong as it is and the NS being strong as it is even nine wins could have you facing you know looking on the outside of a playoffs yeah and and i understand that completely um i think i think when you go all in and then you you wind up losing it it, it does it does sit in and uh, you got you got the defense gotten worse. I mean, I'm sorry, like, you know, you lost, you lost your linebackers. Sue's gone now. Um, Keith Talib, Marcus Peters, another year older. Uh, you got Weddle, who Baltimore got rid of because obviously he's he's getting older too. So secondary is pretty old. Uh, not Marcus Peters, but he, you know, he's still battling injuries, and you know, he to me, I'm not I'm not really sold on Marcus Peters, but a lot um, of mental but, lapses also. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm not a big fan of Jared Goff. Uh, me and Rashad talk about it all the time, and I—I I mean, of course, every quarterback is a system quarterback, but I think I think McVay has his hand in too much with golf, and I'm I'm waiting for him to let him go uh, because that's what's going to get them over the hump. Um, you see, you see in the, you see in the Super Bowl that you know a, a couple a couple of missed plays, whether that's Cooks dropping a pass, or uh, they like that, and that's what and that's what they missed Todd Gurley and they missed Cooper Cup because having the multiple weapons, you know, really after golf got off his first read. If it was whether it was Robert Woods or whether it was Brandon Cooks, he didn't really have that next that next guy quickly to make a decision. And yeah, I, I think this is the time that golf is has to extend uh, exceed expectations because with Gurley taking that step back in his knee, you got like you can't really rely on the running game so much. Uh, and to Ram Rams, you know, starting out the season, when we were talking about schedules and you know this, I mean, it's it's not a it's not a hard schedule, but you got to think of what these teams possess. Um, and which is you know offense, and they play in New Orleans uh, at Cleveland, they play in Tampa Bay, and at Seattle. And I think 
even though Wade Phillips is one of the best defensive coordinators in the game, I think that defense is going to take a huge, huge step back. I mean, they wasn't that, that, that great in the beginning. They're like they were middle of the pack anyway. Um, but you're talking about a defense. I'm not saying they're going to be Chiefs, quote unquote, the Chiefs defense. But <laughs> that was terrible. I, I, <laughs> not that bad. But, but I think I think they. I mean, I think you can find them in the. You know, we talk about like stats and like points allowed. They could be ranked 25th. Uh, yards allowed 25th, and they and they had to have a shootout. And this is where Jared Goff makes his money because right now he hasn't signed a contract yet for this, uh, but his new deal. But you got to think he's going to be in the terms of what 30 million dollars because that's what Carson Wentz got. You know, you know, you know how the quarterback market is set, and and especially if that get paid before him. So I think he he's going to the year where is is me it's me uh, timing my money right here. And if he can do that and outshoot teams and win, then you know I can see the Rams still being a powerhouse in the NFC. But if he doesn't take that next step and Todd Gurley still battles that, I'm right there with y'all guys and saying nine or ten wins uh, just because it, it probably won't be the offense fault. It, it probably will be where you know, they don't catch a lot of uh, lucky breaks and the defense may, may give up something or, or you know, they don't have the ball last so the other team can go down and win the game because you got to think. You saw the other season with New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield. You got you to gotta maybe hope up for Bruce Arians to get Jameis right and then Seattle's run game and, and Russell Wilson just, you know, how, how how they get down. So it's like, you know, they could – I mean, I'm not saying they're starting off 0-4. Of course not. But if you start – if you're not starting 2-2 two and two or better, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of looking at a hard, hard uphill battle. 100%, man. And, that, I mean, just in general, that like, you can see this team going from, you know, the, what, were they the number two seed in the NFC, NFC last year? Were they two or one? No, they played on the road in New Orleans. So the two seed. And I can see them go, missing the playoffs. And I can also see them repeating and going. I mean, I know it's like a cop-out. They could win the division and be the number one seed. They have the talent. But I just find the NFC so stacked and loaded that it's really hard to put my finger on what the Rams are going to be. Yeah, this is probably the most loaded the NFC has been in a few years because it's a legit 10 teams that can't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I we were going through the list the other day, and there was only like one or two where we like the Cardinals as an example, or I don't even know who else we had as an example. We had the Cardinals, the Redskins, and the Giants as teams that we. Sammy had the Buccaneers, no no chance to make the playoffs, but I, I I'm I'm really high on Jameis Winston. I might be the only one left, but no, you're not the only one. I'm with no, you. you're not. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on the Jameis train. Yeah, me too, man. I, I'm a big James Winston guy. So, but like, I, I literally found, and I think the Detroit Lions are going to be the surprise team of the NFC this year, and I think they're going to win that division. So, so there's uh, the wow. So, talk about bold. I know that's a bold prediction, but I, I really like that team this year. So, in general, like, yeah, th- it's just so loaded. Like, nine wins can miss the playoffs. Ten wins. Like, ten wins can miss it this year. Yeah, ten yeah. might. Yeah, I think. T- I think ten might miss it. Yeah, I think. I think it's, it's gonna come down to the tiebreakers, and it's it gonna be like four or five tiebreakers down the line while you like a certain team don't make it. But uh, I, I think we all pretty consensus that the Rams probably could repeat as champions. Is that is that where we all going for right yeah, now? They could, they could. They could repeat as champions. They could. They could, or they they they'll win anywhere between one and sixteen games next year for sure. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty a safe bit. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Seattle. Uh, they were ten to six, got into the playoffs, um, and actually, you know, this was pretty of a surprising team. I mean, as far as the roster construction last season, you know, we was kind of down. It was like, you know, the, the offensive line was pretty struggling. Um, you lost a lot of key guys from the Super Bowl era, and then, and then, all, I mean, really, we, we, I mean, you saw it was Russell Bus, and they proved that they can go old old school smash football and. And run down your throat. Um, they play a lot of a, a lot of dirty games. Where it's coming down close to and with, with solid defense and good running attack, you know you can you can still win this game. And you know being the number one rushing, ta- rushing team in the league and being the top seven team in scoring that bodes well for success, um, especially late in the, late in the playoffs, in the, late in the season going into the playoffs. Um, my take on Seattle right now. I, I know you guys are Seattle guys, but this schedule. Is so brutal, uh, and it's, it's crazy because when you look at the Rams' schedule, they their their games are all spread out. So where you know they'll 
they'll get these two hard games, but then they'll get a little Cardinals right there. They'll get another hard game, and they'll get a you know some somebody else that they can they can beat. Seattle has two stretches of of of, of four games apiece where I'm, it's you know it's make or break it, and um, it's a uh, Rams at Cleveland, Baltimore at Atlanta, and then they got That's two tough. games with two games where they should win after that. But then they got at Philadelphia, Minnesota, at Rams, Carolina. I'm like, these are the teams that we're talking about can make all, – all these teams are potential playoff teams. And it's like that's eight games – you know, that's eight games in a 10-game stretch where, you know, anything's anything can happen. And that's the thing about Seattle is to make a break a year. And I, we, are, we talked about on an episode before about playoffs and how only 50% of the teams usually make it back. So – and. I mean, me and Rashad are always trying to try to do like the calculations of what we think, and we like, okay, well, if New England's going to make it, and then we 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 believe the Chiefs are going to make it, and then who else we said, oh, Rashad, we said, what was that? The Colts probably. Yeah, we said, well, as long as well, as long as Andrew Luck stays up right, the Colts. Yeah, if, if, as long as Luck is healthy, yeah. it's healthy. So that's already twenty five percent of the teams already. So it's like only three more teams can make it that made it last year. So that's, and then you know if we saying maybe the Rams get in. Well, okay. Well, that means that means Seattle maybe on outside looking in, and 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 that's what it's it's coming down to. We know if fifty percent teams don't make it back, is Seattle one of those teams that you know they were ten and six last year? I mean, are they going to evolve their game to be more more balanced? Because one, I don't see the passing options. I mean, I think Tyler Lockett is going to have a great year, but now DK Metcalf had had knee surgery, and the other guys are you know just. At this point, they're just guys until until they emerge. So it's like, are they going to be balanced to where they can win different ways, or is the only way they can win is running the ball? Because, and that's my really you know Seattle thing, and that's why I think they probably uh, a step back candidate team to, uh, uh, for this season. Go ahead, guys. You you want to jump in first? Yeah, me? I'll go first. I'm a. I'm. This is this it reminds me of last off season. It's kind of the same uh, feel, right? Where like. There's a lot of missing pieces on this team, which can make you really think about how they're not going to work out. I know last year, George and I argued, George had him as like a four-win team last year. And I, I was saying nine, ten wins. And there's one, there's two reasons behind that. I do think that I, I know, I think the Seahawks have the best linebacker in the game, which is your quarterback of the defense and Bobby Wagner. If you look at our I, division I'll last agree. year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, he's, He's the best linebacker you could have controlling that defense. And you look at points allowed. We have the standings up from last year. I mean, Seahawks still gave up the least points by by 30, almost 30 points, 40 points um, in the division. So they still have the, as much as it didn't seem like they have this uh, Legion of Boom defense, they still have a pretty dominant defense. I, I think it's a combination of Bobby Wagner and the type of play we play with running out the clock, you know, with how we run the ball. Like, and coaching, yeah, the old, the old school smash mouth football is fun to watch. I like it. Yeah, and it keeps keeps the ball out of the other team's hands. And then on the other side of that, I think we have the best fourth quarter quarterback in the game in Russell Wilson. I mean, you look back at Russell Wilson's year where uh, he led the league in touchdown. And I remember fifty percent of his touchdowns came in the fourth quarter alone. I believe in Russell Wilson year in and year out. And for me, I just I find it hard. For a Russell Wilson-led team with a decent run game and our O-line this year, keeps, it keeps improving year after year. And, the, and having Bobby Wagner and the coaching staff we have for the defensive end, I find it hard that the Seahawks won't win at least eight, nine, or ten games. Now, like we were talking about before, that could be missing the playoffs. So don't get me wrong. Maybe they do miss the playoffs. But I, I have trouble believing that they won't do what they exactly did last year, which is go around 10-6 and six and probably – sneak into a wild card spot and there's one last point i want to make when it comes to our division i do think the rams are taking a step back so i, I think we could definitely beat the rams at home and on top of that i think arizona is going to be the most miserable team in the league <laughs> i am not a believer in kyler murray at all at least for rookie year i'm not saying long term i'm just saying after you could see the way the raiders starting defense went after him and, and the guy is just small he's not ready and then my bold prediction is going to be about the 49ers, which we'll get to when we talk about bold predictions. But I, I do think the 49ers, I know that a lot. some people are high on them. I don't see a good year coming out of them. So I see four wins alone coming from the, 
Arizona games and the San Francisco games. And I, I, I could see with the rest of the schedule, the Seahawks splitting a lot of those games and finding, you know, somewhere around that eight, nine win range. I'm probably the only yeah. one not house you out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, when we get to San Francisco, that will all me and him will disagree on that later. But, um, <laughs> You know, with the Seattle Seahawks, I, look, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. And I'm the type of guy who always ends up like, I feel like I try my hardest not to be a homer. So I end up always underselling how I think this team's going to be. But I'm like that again this year. I, I'm kind of with you. Like how the schedule's brutal. The, the, the defense yeah, we still got Bobby Wagner, but it's not going to be – it's not the same. I don't know. I, I'm just not – I'm not as high on the Seahawks as most Seahawks fans are. And it'll probably come back to bite me in the ass. But the USA, look at that schedule, man. We're, we're starting the season. You go to you go to Pittsburgh. The Saints come. Then you got the Cardinals, Rams, Browns, Ravens, Falcons, Eagles, Vikings. I, it's a tough schedule. And I go through that schedule, and it's hard for me to find 10 wins. And when it's hard to find 10 wins, you, you kind of just sit there and say, what is this team going to be? I find them to be more of a middle of the pack, 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven type of a team. And that's just on the outside of a playoffs looking in. I hope I, I'm, you know, wrong about it. I do think that um, Rashad Penny is going to have a breakout season and be one of the, you know, better running backs fantasy-wise in the NFL. But it's just hard for me to see who, who's our wide receivers. Like who who we go to? DJ. Metcalf, so you got David DK Moore. Metcalf. David Moore's gonna have a good year. David Moore. Um, yeah, Jaron Brown. I think it's Jaron Brown from the Cardinals. I think he yep. came he over there. We got um, Lockett. Lockett. We, Metcalf. It's not a horrible. It's receiving not a core. horrible receiving core, but it's not. I mean, I guess without Doug Baldwin there, I just this team is. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just find them to be taking a step back. But then again, they could just play like they did last year and win, what, 10 games and make the playoffs again. Yeah, I'm not high on Seattle at all. Just, number one, based on the schedule. And then, number two, they have no weapons. Russ had almost a career year last year as far as touchdown passing-wise. But um, you look at Lockett, he caught like 57 passes on 70 targets for 10 touchdowns. And didn't even have a thousand yards, so that's very unsus- <laughs> that's very unsustainable. So outside yeah. of Lockett, they have no other weapon. I that's mean, a really good stat. He's t- caught fifty-seven of seventy targets. Yeah, See, that's like what is, what what did say that was the perfect pass rating of Russ to Lock- Lockett last yeah, season. Think, yeah, it was the best in the history of the NFL for like receiver uh, receiver quarterback duo, I think, in the season, pass rating wise. Yeah, like that's just so unsustainable. And who's your next best weapon? Like the guys you just named, I don't really think they're going to be legit wide receiver number twos. Then you still have guys like Disley. I mean, he could probably catch some stuff around the goal line, be a good blocker, but you're not trusting any of those guys to be a solid number two receiver. Um, and then the counterparts to that is, well, they don't play on throwing the ball that much. They're going to run the ball ground and pound. They're only going to work against right. so many teams because at some point you're going to have to go get some – big plays and things like that. So you can't ground and pound everybody. Um, and then I feel like they're only one injury away from being last in the division because if Russ goes down, they're going to be terrible. If Carson goes down, that leaves just Penny, they'll be terrible. And if you lose Wagner on defense, you'll be terrible because outside of him and him and Wright, they don't have much on defense. The secondary is a piece of work. But if anybody can build up a defense and get it together, you know, you got to trust Pete Carroll. So yeah. they just – they just have too many wide range of outcomes. And if, if one thing goes wrong, they can be a five-win team. So, um, now, I do believe Russ is one of the four guys, along with Russ, Luck, Rodgers, and Brady. Those are the four guys who I feel can carry a team, no matter who's around them. But with Seattle's division, schedule, and NFC just being so loaded, no playoffs for me. I have them at 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. And I only give them 9-7 and seven because Russ is Russ. Exactly. And, you know, I was actually thinking about that once in a while, too, what you just said, those four quarterbacks. And I agree with you. Those are my four quarterbacks that can carry a team right now with Drew Brees also. But he's getting a little bit older and we'll see how it goes this year. 
But um, with when was the last time? Now eight and eight, nine seven. What, I, I believe that too. But I'll, I was also wondering when was the last time you had an elite, elite quarterback that took it that is one of those top five in the league that didn't go at least five hundred or seventy nine. Like I have, we have a quarterback that stayed healthy all year. I, I I'm gonna go look at the uh, Packers record last year that actually went like. Six yeah, pack, yeah, pack yeah, Packers, yeah, they, they were like six and what seven, six and nine, nine, six and ten, something like that. Six and nine in a stupid tie. It should be six and ten, but yeah. we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's the worst with the top quarterback. And Rodgers was kind of banged up all season last year. Right, true. That's true too. Yeah, I think for me though, the one thing I would say is I heard two things that I feel like I could say about any team in the NFL, which is, okay, I don't see 10 wins on the schedule. I could probably go through any team schedule in the NFL and say the same thing. It's 16 games. It's really hard to just knock out 10 wins. So, I mean, every schedule, to me, at least in the NFL, almost every schedule, you go division by division. Like, maybe outside of the AFC East, because you know the Patriots are probably the best team in that division. Every other division, you're not too shocked if, if or who's the winner, right? Like, if you go just by the AFC, like Chargers or Chiefs, you're not shocked either way. Colts or Texans, Steelers, Ravens or Browns. I mean, it's really hard to find 10 wins in the league in general. So I feel like that's with any team. And last but not least is I totally get the point of what if Russell goes down or what if Bobby Wagner goes down. But I, it's also one thing in the NFL, I feel like any team, if that quarterback goes down, the team's, you know, almost left for dead if you have a top quarterback. So this is a little bit of the homer in me coming out, but I also, I've just watched so much of Russell Wilson find a way to win games that I, I really do think that they could be the best team in this division. And, but you know what it all, honestly, I think it all relies on Todd Gurley's health. If Gurley's healthy and playing well, the Rams are going to be the best team in the division. If he's not, I'm going to take, Russell Wilson to bring some more wins home than Jared Goff. So that's just how I feel on that. Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, my last point is, you know, we talk about the past, the past receivers and whatever. Um, and to me, the receiver core would be great if everybody slide down a spot, meaning if someone was there better than Tyler Lockett, then you're talking about an amazing receiving core. Well, yeah. but, you know, because <laughs> like, because I mean, because when you try to trust David Moore to be your second or DK be your second, Moore's your third, Lockett your one. You know, you it's I mean, it's not bad. It just it just it just okay. And Russ can make them better than what they are. But like I said, you add you add somebody. I mean, who, whoever whoever it could be, whoever's better than Tyler Lockett, you add him to the could have been Doug Baldwin like last year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. But the, so you so you, you you got that. And then to me, schedule the schedules. I mean, everybody's schedule is gonna be hard. It's just that's just football. But you know, for me, what I look at is 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 your placement of the games. Cause, Cause like I said, when I only got the Rams schedule. Yeah. It was hard to really find, find where you got to play four games in a row where you playing a, a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, but Seattle has to play that and they have to bring their A game every single weekend. And then also, you know, things that matter is like, you say, let's say you play at home this week and now you got to go cross country to go play another team. You know, that's like just bull crap. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. just bull crap on, on, on the guys who schedule because, you know, like, like, like for example, I last year, Minnesota had to go to at Seattle at Rams. I was like, come on, that's bull crap. Like, why we like why we gotta do that? You know, it, it, it just made, made me mad. You know, <laughs> we we look at the schedule, but um, so we we all can think see Seattle has a wide range of outcomes. Um, and I do agree with that point though. If I had to bank on Russ versus Golf, then if that's if that's what it's come down to, then of course I'm going. I, I would go Seattle as well too. But for me, I got Seattle on the outside looking in. Um, let's move down to the uh, to the next team, and that's the 49ers. Four and twelve, uh, Cal Shanahan. I think this is his third season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. As as the head coach, um, and the 49ers, the, the really the only thing is wrong with Cal Shanahan's team is Jimmy G. Uh, if he's starting, he I mean as a starter for the 49ers, he's six and two. Uh, and then with everybody else with CJ Beathard and uh, who was other who else played for the uh, Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins. <laughs> like like that's not that's those are. That, like those, those, but they're not, they're not that guy. <laughs> yeah. It might be your guy, but they're not that guy. Nick so, Mullins is um, only good on Monday Night Football. That's that's also true too. But like, if 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 Jimmy G can stay healthy, like you said, you're six and two with them. 
the offense is so much better with him on the field. Now, it's his fault he got hurt last season. That was stupid because he's on my – he wanted to stay in the game, you know, run back in and, and try to do a cut when you get out of bounds and learn your lesson. I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure he did. But I think everything rides on Jimmy G because Kyle Shanahan has everything else. Uh, the, the defense continue to get better every year, every year. Um, they was a good run team. Kyle Shanahan always known for running the ball. So now he got three good running backs and McKinnon can be healthy. Then all you need, Jim G, with all those pass uh, options that they have, George Kittle breaking uh, tight end records. You got you got you got Fred Warner on defense. You still got Richard Sherman controlling that. I mean, this this team this team could be something, and I think it's all relative to Jimmy G. Um, if Jimmy G takes that next level to where he's on the same class, at least of at least of Jared Goff, then you can find this team winning seven, eight games. And then Kyle Shanahan, uh, hot seat's getting a little colder. Then you because I think he's doing a good job. He just you can't he can't really assess him because he don't have no starting quarterback. But you give him Jimmy G, he can play all sixteen games. Now now we now we cooking with something. And I I just think the Four Niners they have a chance to do something. But is but with with Rams and Seattle in your division at their, you know, peak powers is kind of it's kind of hard to 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 make what you make your way through. Uh, so that's why I, I, I had the Fort Niners maybe around five to seven wins. But I think if Jimmy G can can ascend his talent, you know, ascend his level of playing. I mean, eight eight wins and maybe who knows nine wins. I don't think they make the playoffs, but you're talking about a team that can be somewhat surprising. Same, you want to I'll go first, George. I, I, I agree with you completely that this team could be the, a surprising team. And I actually think they're my surprise team of the division. I, and it all rides on Jimmy G's shoulders, man, Well, and need right now. But I, <laughs> I think, like, what, as a starter in the NFL, he's 8-2 and two now, 9-3, some, something along those lines. I know they were in New England first and then in here in San Francisco. I... I I just find their offense to have a lot of weapons. That offensive line is getting a little bit better. I, Dante Pettis is my, you know, you're asking breakout player, surprise player in a division. Dante Pettis is my, from the University of Washington. He's my breakout player in this division. I, their defense, you, you got, you go and get Bosa, you go and sign uh, Ford. You're going to have a good pass rush. I just find this team to be the, you know, every year you get one or two surprise teams that make the playoffs or win their division. And San Francisco is a really good candidate for it. Now, do I know, think, do, will they win the division? I'm not sure. But do I think they're a candidate to be one of those surprise teams? Absolutely. And if Garoppolo is anywhere towards that upper half of the quarterbacks in the league, he doesn't have to be a top seven, eight guy in the league. But if he can be the 12th or 13th best quarterback in the league, and with those weapons and with that pass rusher they're going to have and the head coach being a off, so-called offensive genius, yeah, this team can win nine games. Or they can even win ten and make the playoffs. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not very high in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know we can talk about his record. And I don't like to too, include too much of the Patriots games because we've seen other guys step into the Patriots system like a Matt Castle and win ten games. And, I mean, you look at – I'm not saying Nick Mullins is the guy for the 49ers. So you're not <laughs> getting me wrong at all. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously probably better than Nick Mullins. But if you look at their stats, for the two years that Garoppolo has been with the 49ers, he's played nine games. He has a 64 completion percentage. He's averaging 250 yards per game, uh, 12 touchdowns, eight picks. And you go look at Nick Mullins, it's about the same exact thing. It's about 60, 64% completion percentage, 13 touchdown, 10 picks, a little more yards per game, 284 yards per game. And a 3-5 and five record for Mullins and, a, you know, obviously a 6-2 and two record for Garoppolo. But last year they started off 1-2 and two with him. I just didn't – since he's left New England, he's looked decent. I haven't seen, like, this wow factor – I think he's the third best quarterback in this division. And for all I know, Murray, if he has a good rookie year, could be the third best quarterback in this division, making Garoppolo and the Niners having the worst quarterback situation. And I'm just not sold on Jimmy G. I'm not that sold on the 49ers at all, actually. And that's, that's for me, that my, my bold prediction of, of this division for this year is the 49ers are going to end up last in the division. 
Um, even though I think the Cardinals aren't going to be very good either, I just don't see it with this team. It's one of those maybe uh, the ones where you like, can't convince me otherwise type of deals. You know when you have something in your head and you just feel it <laughs> and like nobody can convince you otherwise? It's one of those. Sammy's just jealous of his good looks. <laughs> that's that's probably what it is. I'm not, what it is. Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback. <laughs> I can't be jealous of good looks. I love Tom Brady. I'm, I, I just – like, I just don't see it. I mean, I think he was a system quarterback in New England, and he couldn't stay on the field in New England either. Every, he hurt his thumb, and he hurt Yeah, this. that's one thing I agree with. He's, he has been fragile. Yeah, very fragile, and that's why I can't – I just don't see it. And I, it could be a – I'll give him a last point on this. And, the, and pretty much my whole point is that I don't see much – I don't think Garoppolo's going to be that great. I know for a fact if – Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick really thought he was the second coming, there is a 0% chance he would have left town. If they really thought he was the next, they let uh, Bledsoe go. They let Bledsoe go and said, we have Tom Brady now. They don't give a damn. If he was the second coming, Garoppolo would still be in New England. That's how I truly feel. Well, on that one, Rashad, you can jump in after this too. But you got got to think of like Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. The difference was Drew Bledsoe had zero rings at the time. Brady had five, so Correct. you know, <laughs> let, letting the five the five ring quarterback lead the town because the fourth round was actually the one Tom Brady, and this was back. This was if Bill Belichick had his way, I I believe this to this day. If he had his way, Tom Brady would be in the fourth round right now with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G would be the Patriots, and Bill Belichick would have showed you that. I think he would have showed you that he can win without he can win without Tom Brady, and that's all he wanted to do anyway. Rashad. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think Bill is petty. He gonna wait till Brady retire, and he gonna try to win him a, a ring without him. Um, but I, I'm high on the 49ers. They they spent the money to improve the team. They paid Jimmy G. You need a quarterback. They got a quarterback. They've invested in their defense. They brought in Quan Alexander. They brought in D Ford. They already have DeForest Buckner. They have a, a array of guys in the secondary. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan is gonna put on a coaching clinic this year. I mean. He's gonna be like a kid in Toys R Us. He has too many, too many. <laughs> he has too many toys in his chest. You got Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, McKinnon. Even if you no know, a guy doesn't start the year healthy, he still has other options. Receiver wise, he has an array of options. You got George Kill at tight end, Marquise Goodwin. You got Pettis, Debo Samuel, Trent Taylor. Kyle Shanahan's gonna put on a coaching clinic this year. Like I feel like this is gonna be one of the best five offenses in the league. Jimmy. Jimmy Agreed. G's gonna play all 16 <laughs> games. They're gonna have a top eight defense. They're gonna be elite. Um, oh, <laughs> like I, I, I have them at 10 and six. They can probably get 11 and five and steal the division. Um, so, wow. so my yeah. Rashad, I agree with you by the way. So, on all this. <laughs> so my, my, my <laughs> so, so me and you, me and you are gonna be loving Twitter this year. We'll be, we'll, we'll make sure to add that George we're saying. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they drafted Nick Bosa. Like, this is gonna be a legit team, man. They're, they're gonna be legit. Uh, so bold prediction alert. I had the 49ers possibly winning the division. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. They're gonna get 10, 10 wins, 11 wins, which is right around where I have the Rams about 11 wins. So uh, this is going to be a great year for the 49ers. Um, I mean, they, they don't have as many holes in their roster as other teams. And scheduling-wise, I think they're going to catch teams by surprise. Um, so, well, I, they better they better catch them earlier, Sean. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I think they'll be fine. Like, like, they, they'll start off pretty good because on, on the back end, it's pretty tough. But when you've already got eight or nine wins in the bank, if you just split it down the end, you can still get 10, 11 wins. So, I mean – then when teams come play them, they're gonna go from East Coast to West Coast, and we know how those those games are gonna turn out. Normally, the home team or the West Coast team normally wins it. So I just feel like the Four Nines are gonna have an excellent year, and they could possibly uh, steal this division. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, to piggyback off what you're saying about Shanahan putting a coaching clinic, I just feel like this guy's gotten the raw raw end of the stick, man. He's his first season over there, I, who they start at quarterback that first year before Garoppolo? Uh, it's CJ Beathard. Uh, no, CJ it was um, someone. Kyle Shanahan first oh. got there. Uh, Brian Hoy- Gabbert, right? Hoyer, 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 Brian Hoyer. Was it Hoyer? Yeah. And Blaine Gabbert played too, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, the, just the fact that we can't name it <laughs> is it shows what, what happened. And then after that, he gets Jimmy G. 
they, they, you know, finish off the season strong. He gets hurt last year. He has to put together the C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullen show. And now we just need to – the last time he had a quarterback healthy and a good one all season, Matt Ryan. Exactly. So I love Kyle Shanahan. I think we're going to be talking about Kyle Shanahan, kind of how we talked about uh, Sean McVay last year as the genius of the NFL, blah, blah, blah. You, you know how it goes every year. There's a new hot coach that everyone's talking about. I think that's Kyle I was Shanahan. Like, I was like, Kyle Shanahan was, uh, was, uh, was over McVay at one point, so – you know, I they, mean, they learn they learn from each other. So I mean, those are those guys exactly. are gonna, when they play each other, they're gonna battle McVay and Shanahan. Like those guys are gonna go go at it because they're probably oh, yeah. the, the two best offensive minds in the league. And when you give him a guy like Golf who's so accurate, and you give him a guy like Jimmy G who's just as accurate. I mean, the two games he started with New England, he completed seventy two percent of his passes in one game, sixty nine in the other. And with the 49ers outside the game against Minnesota, where he was just erratic with the three interceptions. Yes, sir. He, he's completed. He's completed <laughs> at least sixty percent of his passes in every game. Now the game against Minnesota, it was it yeah, was that was just one really it, bad game. That was what the first game. Of yeah, the year like they, that was his worst it's, game. And they it's because I was there in person. Because <laughs> I was there in person. I was I was in uh, Mike Zimmer's ear right there. <laughs> Tell them what to do. I like that. You, you put the booty. Yeah, on, yeah, that's man. what I did. Um, but see, Rashad, you saying that they're going to make uh, eleven wins now? Sam and Jordan, let me, let me tell you, they're in the schedule now. This is this is going to be very brutal. Green Bay at home, winnable game. They they on the road to Baltimore and New Orleans, winnable games. One is inside, and Baltimore can't keep up on offense. And you and New Orleans is my team. He's not back. done. He's I'm not, not done. There's yeah, more. There's more. Team I'm say, if, in my opinion, he's gonna fall off. He's not court. done. Let him finish. It gets worse. Home against Atlanta. Winnable home game. against the Rams. At Seattle, the end of the season. They're, that's, they're that's, all winnable that's games. Hard. No, they're all winnable all, games. They're all winnable. Ah. Okay, this is the point that I was making about Seattle. We said we can't find ten wins. You can say it about any team that these are winnable games. Realistically, if we're saying Seattle's schedule is tough, those are all very losable games too. <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. Yeah. But when you have an offensive genius like Shanahan and Garoppolo, they're all winnable now. Let's wait and see what Garoppolo's like by week 10 if there's pressure on the line to win a division playing in Baltimore, in New Orleans, now, against Matt Ryan, against Jared Goff, against Russell Wilson week 17. If that's a playoff game, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, <laughs> I'm, you know, we'll say all these winnable games, but I'm telling you right now, you might as well go ahead and lock up that at Baltimore as an L. That defense, some serious. The options, yeah, that's true. But the options that we talking about with Pettis and all them boys, they getting shut down. That's the best secondary in football. Earl Thomas back there. You got Tony Jefferson. I just don't see Marlon Humphrey. I don't see Pettis and none of them guys doing anything against Baltimore. In, not in Baltimore. That, that's just me. I, I'm, but we we'll talk about that another day when we get the AFC North. Man, Ross, <laughs> that's that's gonna be a low scoring game, man, because. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be getting away from that pass. Exactly. Like, roster for roster, Seattle. He got run Man, I think 49ers have a better roster than Seattle. Like, Seattle's secondaries, they're hoping for stuff. Like, Seattle, they don't create turnovers. Like, look at that secondary. They don't get picks. Look at the D-line. They, they, they lost yeah, the D-line, so they're not going to be pressuring anybody. You, you know what sucks about this? It's like one of those things where I want to be wrong because I want the Seahawks to win the division. But, like, at the same time, if I'm right, I kind of feel good. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm the same way. Like, Russ and Luck are my two favorite QBs in the league right now, along with along with Brady. So, yeah. I like those guys. But I just – just being generous, I only gave them nine wins because they do have the second-best coach in the game and a top-five QB in the game. That's being generous with a, a patchwork defense because Legion of Boom is gone and defensive line is gone. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, three and thirteen. Uh, this is only only the uh, team in the division that got a new coach. They was dead last in every stat on offense, points per game, thirty two. It was thirty two in rushing yards, thirty two in passing yards, ranked thirty two in total yards per game, even thirty two in time possession. So they bring in an offensive guy who, you know, I guess we, I know, I know everybody was talking about being fired, but I don't really care about that. Um, they get to get their quarterback in Kyler Murray, and my thing about the Cardinals is is so far this offseason is why are they holding it in? Um, because once you play week one, week two, week three, everybody's gonna have film on your offense already. So it's not like you're gonna catch guys by surprise in week ten. So and you you're over here doing stuff that you're not gonna do in the season. The preseason is for you know getting your reps on. 
and doing what you're going to do because you don't have to show the whole the whole thing. But you got to think about way back when, uh, let's say, let's say back to, you know, I'm going to always revert to my Vikings, but back in the when they had Dennis Green, uh, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, they scored the most points ever in preseason. And he yeah. didn't hold it. They didn't hold it back, and they still win the season. They went fifteen and one that season. So if you got if you got it, I mean, you know what I'm gonna do. But can you stop it? And if Kingsbury, that guy, because you guys saw me, they talk uh, talk to him a lot. Andy Reid get some stuff from him. So if Kingsbury got what it takes, and Kyler Murray is the guy, I mean, I, I don't I don't really know why he's kind of he's kind of packing it in so much. Uh, I do know the old line is gonna struggle. I think this is one of the worst. Offensive lines ever. They didn't do anything to it. It was already bad last year. Didn't didn't really improve on it. Um, and I think they're going to start the season 0-4. Uh, so I think they're going to go ahead and start 0-4. And, and after that, it's it's kind of it's kind of twirl down and go down heels. And they may get one versus four Niners, but if if, if I believe four Niners, we we believe in them or whatever, then they're not going to beat them either. So it's kind of like you know, eh, what did the Cardinals give me? I love Larry yeah. Legend, but yeah. I, re- I really wish he had left because uh, he deserved better. Yeah, man, I, this team is, uh, like you said, one of the worst offensive lines we've ever seen. And look, I know you said about the coach. You know how hard it is to get fired from your alma mater? <laughs> like, 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 he went and they still fired him. Like, that I don't know, man. Like I know we all want to go talk about the offensive genius and get that young guy. He has that beer stubble like Sean McVay. Everyone, oh, he looks like Sean McVay. We gotta hire him. Like not everyone's gonna end up being Sean McVay. I I don't like the coaching hire. I don't really. I, Murray could become really good, but with a bad offensive line, do you really want a small, short quarterback back there? They have no offensive line. Their weapons aren't that good. This team, honestly, if this team ends up with the worst record again in the league and then can rebuild their offensive line either through the draft or trading, they just need to rebuild that offensive line because if Murray's going to do anything, he's going to need protection. And if Kingsbury's offense is going to do anything, it's also going to need protection. And with a makeshift offensive line, it's hard. Yeah, um, I also think this is going to be interesting to see what happens. And like George said, I think Kingsbury, I, I don't think he's a bad coach by any means, but like he also did get fired from his alma mater, which is, is pretty, like it's rare if you have to be losing games to do that, and that's what happened. And so <laughs> uh, I, I, and I, you know, I'm not like all in or all out on Kyler Murray. I'm not sure yet, but I don't think, you know, they obviously gave up on Rosen early. And I don't think the problem with Rosen was Josh Rosen. I think, like we were saying, horrible offensive line. The organization was, you know, cycling through coaches anyways. Um, and they just didn't – they don't have – I mean, their best receiver might be Fitzgerald, who's almost 40 years old. And I know you have a good running back but in David Johnson, but with a bad offensive line, okay, pack the box, and now we'll see what happens. And I, my biggest thing with – the Cardinals in a bad offensive line, I think that will tell you everything that's going to happen because you can't have a really small quarterback that's new in the NFL and no protection. And so I also think they're going to be very good. And it's, it's going to be tough with Kyler Murray because just like last year, Rosen got a lot of hate early on and people kind of gave up on Josh Rosen really quick. And I'm worried the same thing is going to happen with Kyler Murray, especially because he's not a conventional quarterback. I mean, Rosen was a conventional type of quarterback that I feel like can work in a lot of systems. And Murray, you have to kind of have a unique system. So if he doesn't work in a system that's meant for him, I think people are going to sell out on him pretty early. And we'll, and it, sometimes it's tough for rookie quarterbacks to recover from that, especially in the first year. We saw even Jared Goff. He was awful in his first year. Um, but – we can't, you know, determine everything off the first year, but we'll see what happens. I just don't think with with that offensive line they're gonna go anywhere, and and that for, they're starting off zero and four, so that's you already know it's gonna be over. Yeah, they're gonna be in for a very very rough season, um, but I think their saving grace is gonna be on defense. They have Chandler Jones; um, he has a little bit left in the tank. Terrell Suggs and. 
even though they'll miss uh, Pat Pete for a few games um, in the secondary, they still have Robert Alford, not the best corner, but he's a pretty solid corner. They have some other guys. They drafted Byron Murphy and a few other guys in the secondary. So I think Buda defensively, Baker was good last year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think in their secondary, they uh, their secondary and just the overall defense that could be their saving grace to kind of keep them in some games. Um, and I really can't fault them for moving on from from Rosen. I like Rosen, um, but I think you know when you hire the wrong coach, and then now you kind of have the the emergence of Kyler Murray. Because if that didn't happen, they they probably stick with Rosen. But when you have that, so many different things go on in just a twelve month span of Kyler emerges, and then we see what Mahomes did, and people feel like, oh well, Cliff had the same guy and things like that. So. Just that domino effect of situations happening. Um, but offensively, they're going to be in trouble. The, the O-line needs some work. They basically returned the same O-line from last year, which was atrocious, as already mentioned. Um, <laughs> I like David Johnson. I think he, he won't get back to the guy he was before the arm injury, the wrist injury. Um, but I think he's going to be in for a good season just because of – I mean, teams are going to be blitzing the hell out of him. So – only thing you can do is you can't get down the field, just dump it off to him and hope he runs for 20 yards for you. So I think on the passing exactly. on the passing game, DJ have a good year. Running the ball, even with a bad O-line last year, he still almost had 1,000 yards. So if they can just patch it up just a little bit, like maybe just do something bold. Go out and get Trent Williams from the Redskins. I mean, they're being bold about – That's what they should do. That's, yeah, they, they, that's, that's they exactly what they should do. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're being steadfast and bullish about not trading them, but, man – at this point, when you when you draft a five a five ten five eleven QB, a guy who's our height, our size, when you put him behind a terrible O line, you're risking having the Andrew Luck syndrome happen. This guy just getting mauled, and he doesn't have the body look has. He can just get no, he just get beat up and break down. You don't want that. You already invested in DJ, um, and he already missed one year of that contract, so you don't want to waste him anymore. I mean, at least try to send Larry Fitzgerald out on a, a somewhat good note. <laughs> I mean, just, just try, to, try to do, try to do, try to do something. Try to at least manage five wins out of this out of this season. At least just do something relevant to get people giving you hope for the next season. That's all I'm looking for. Like, I want just this team off of their record. If, if they win three games, did they compete in those games? Did they already end it to the last play? Um, if they win five games, how did they win those five games? And how did they lose the other 11 is how I look at it. Um, yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, I, I think they even are going into this season knowing that they're not going to be a playoff team. I mean, they're probably, you know, on the outside. It's people, when people interview them, yeah, the goal is to win the division, you know, all the the usual talk. But if, I think if you told this team you went 6-10, and 10, and that, I think that's their best-case scenario – how, and you looked good doing it, and you ended the season strong, I think they'd be really happy with, with how the season turned out. Yeah, as long as they don't have the kind of year they had last year with Steve Wilkes, they'll be okay. Settle, exactly. settle in on your coach, settle in on your QB, continue building your defense up, letting guys grow, and just hope you can make a trade for the O-line or, or just hope that the guys that you brought back, hope that they actually can gel just a little bit. But that's all I can see. Maybe four or five wins at the most. I'm just looking for positive strides in the right direction instead of just their, their win-loss record, honestly. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. And, you know, for as all of us, I mean, I think as football fans, we could agree, like, the best thing is if this team actually ends up, you know, whether it's next year or this year or the year after, turning out to be really good. Because if it's exciting and Cliff Kingsbury is a, you know, revolutionary offensive genius this team could be really fun to watch in three years. I feel like they're yeah. gonna get a lot of jokes for this year, though, because like they're already having like the the penalties with the clapping hand thing. I feel like they're gonna be like the <laughs> the joke of the NFL this year, though. Until it and I'm, and, until I'm it getting, actually hits. Once it once it hits, people are like, oh, that's pretty unique. But until until it comes about, they're gonna be a joke. I'm, saying, I'm gonna hit my all. Yeah. I'm hitting all it's, the jokes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you got the Rams and Seahawks in the division, and I know. You guys are all high on the 49ers. If those three teams are good, I mean, that's what that's six games of their schedule, right? right? That's six games of their schedule where it's going to be against high quality opponents right. already. And th- there's more on their schedule, but that's in division already is tough. Uh, 
I'll say this though before we move on. It's like they were thirty second rank and everything. So I mean, the best thing to do is go up. No, so. That's the only way. <laughs> only way. Yeah. But, yeah. but but you're right. You're right. Rashad. If they if they stay patient, you have to stay patient. And it's because not you can't fix everything in one year. So you fix your quarterback. And you're working on your defense. So next is the offensive line. And and my thing about offensive line, my three rules is if you, you want to build one, you draft, trade, sign. You got to do all three of those things to fix your old line in, in one offseason. And that's, you know, draft one pretty high first, second round. You go trade for one that, you know, whether it's a high caliber or solid caliber, and then you sign one that's in free agency. I think those are the three things you have to do uh, if you if you want to do a quick fix of a lot old, old line. And and that's what you've seen the Colts did. That's what you see uh, – uh, you got other teams. Uh, I want to say Browns did when they when they uh, no Giants when they uh, drafted Hernandez. They traded for Kevin Zeitler this offseason. and then they signed uh, uh, what's the guy from Patriots? Um, Soldier. Uh, yeah, Soldier. Yeah, yeah, got got him. So now now they now their offensive line going to actually be somewhat solid, you know. Um, but that, that's that's the Cardinals. So let's go into a little award ceremony. Uh, so MVP. Who do we think is the MVP? Of the NFC West, uh, after all sixteen to sixteen games are done, who y'all Jimmy got? G, Jimmy GQ. <laughs> I, I'm with, I'm right there with you, Jimmy G. <laughs> well, we calling him Jimmy Jesus by the end of the year. Say <laughs> <laughs> so what you got. Uh, I'm gonna go with the hometown answer, and Russell Wilson. Uh, probably kind of the same reasons you guys go with Garoppolo, probably because. It's going to be one of those one of those two guys are going to carry the team closest to the playoffs, and whoever does is probably the MVP of the division. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I'm, well, I'm gonna go with the number one player in the league voted by NFL players, and that's Mr. Aaron Donald. Uh, Donald. He gonna win the best player of the year again, and uh, you know cool, outside man. of court, <laughs> no, no, sir, Aaron Donald all day. <laughs> um, coach of the year, who y'all have? Because you know I got my boy Kyle Shanahan. I think the 49 is going to be solid. So if if, if they're eight and eight. He, you got to give it to him. So I got Kyle Shanahan as well. Yeah. <laughs> even though even though I don't think they're going to be that great, if they're somewhat decent, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan because you're everyone. I, I just don't. It's not going to go to McVay or Carroll in general, and it's, and I know it's not going to Kingsbury. It's not going to be good. <laughs> so it's probably going to be Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. But it, but if, if Seattle wins the division, 11, 12 wins, or just win the division in general, it's got to be Pete Carroll. Like even yeah, if oh, 49ers, yeah, even if 49ers double their wins, if Pete can get Seattle 11 wins or even 10 into the playoffs with the patchwork he's working with, it, it's him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. If that happens, I'm, I'm in on that. All right, surprise player, uh, somebody who, you know, about to break out with his offense or defense, you know, man? Uh, I guess I'll go first. I got Dante Pettis. I think he's going to have a – one of those seasons where he has over, you know, close to or over a thousand yards and over eight touchdowns and kind of be Jimmy G's best wide receiver weapon. George Kittle, I wouldn't say is a surprise player because he's already been good for for a year or two. Yeah, actually, that's that's who I was going with, too, is Dante Pettis. Um, he I mean, we saw him. He's uh, he went to University of Washington. He broke the Pac-12 punt return record punt and kick return record right for touchdowns um and we've seen him in the nfl have glimpses of being really good he just needs a quarterback and if jimmy g is that guy as much as i'm down on jimmy g like i keep saying if he is what <laughs> a lot of people think he I, is i think we just sold him on the 49ers no, on podcast. I'm, 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 i know i'm extra down on jimmy g so like i'm trying to give benefit of the doubt which is if Jimmy G's even a tiny upgrade from a Nick Mullins, for example. Dante Pettis, I think, will have the breakout year. <laughs> sticking with, Rashad, sticking with receiver, I'm going. I'm going down to Arizona with Christian Kirk. Right. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I, I'm, I'm going defense again. I'm going back to the Rams. I said the Rams defense got to step up, and my boy Dakota Allen. I think it was a seven round draft pick, last chance U star. Oh. Um, I'm just going. I'm going. I'm going with him just because I'm a fan. And shout out to my boy Taylor Rapp too. Uh, on that defense too, um, defensive player of the year. You know, I think it's a pretty e- easy one. Uh, like I said, Mr. Aaron Donald himself. Best uh, player in, in the league. Yeah, I'm a. I would love to go with Bobby Wagner because I'm a homer, but I think they're the two best defensive players I've seen in the last like ten years. <laughs> I but I think Donald's slightly better, so I'm gonna go with Donald as well. 
I'm going to go Bobby Wagner just slightly over Aaron Donald, just slightly. And I don't think he's going to do it this year, but keep our, just keep our eyes out on Nick Bosa to have a huge year. Yeah, I'm making it two for two and two. I, I, I got Bobby Wagner as well. Those okay. are the two easy picks. Yeah, yeah pick. that's easy. I guess if I had a dark horse pick, he's not that dark horse because he's, what, the second pick of a draft Bosa. But so just to have someone that's not, you know, like what, what is he? What's Wagner? Ninety-eight on Madden. Ninety-nine. No, they're both ninety-nine. They're both ninety-nine. Wag- Wagner, Wagner makes you fumble. Wagner makes you fumble every time he he, he touches on Madden. It's yeah, kind of yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Um, bold prediction. Uh, so, so somebody somebody started us off with a bold prediction. Uh, I mentioned mine earlier, which my bold prediction is going to be that the 49ers are the worst team in the division, and this is. With my my asterisk is either Jimmy G gets hurt again or he gets benched for Nick Mullins. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> well, he's just checking you, into the you game. You and Nick Mullins, man. You and well, Nick Mullins. I'm, I'm by, you I'm by your Nick Mullins in. jersey. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys are watching the preseason game on, on ESPN, but he just came into the game now. So hopefully he doesn't do something here that makes us regret this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going the opposite way because I have 49ers could win the division. Oh, I like that. I like that we're on the opposite side. Of yeah, that. and, and I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm going to go a little different here. My bold prediction, I don't, it sounds like it's not that bold to you guys, but I have the Rams missing the playoffs outright this season. I like it. My bold prediction, Arizona Cardinals going 0-16. Oh, I like season. that. Oh, zero. Zero. I don't see no wins on that schedule. I'm going zero. <laughs> cliff going zero. off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I Isn't actually wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, there's no game the where worst, you're like. Worst game is the easiest game is maybe at Bengals, which is not an easy game. And I got That's the Bengals going one and fifteen, beating the Cardinals. But I mean, Arizona, Arizona could beat the Giants. They could beat the Giants. Yeah, but I just say going west to east. I, I do too. That's that's true, Rashad, and I can understand you saying it, but let me just tell you this. Uh, not only the Cardinals was 32, 32nd ranked in all offensive categories, they was 32nd versus the run. Saquon Barkley might break a record that night. No, nah, they're going to stack the box, man. <laughs> they, they, they'll stack the box. <laughs> but Bengals, Bengals, Giants, uh, maybe Tampa Bay, but they're all like you said, they're, they're, they're traveling all those games. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe they beat Detroit opening week. Surprise, maybe. Uh, I, maybe. I, I, I like Detroit. <laughs> I, like I, I love Detroit. I don't know. Um, but, hey, that, that Rams pick, man, that's a good one because me and Kev have the Saints missing it. So, somebody's going to miss out. Hey, I told I told yeah. you, 50% of the league, Sam and Joe, I want you to go look at the research after this. Go look at the last five, six years and look at the teams who made it and then next year. You're going to see 50%. You might see a little less, a little more than the following season sometimes. But if, well, if, if we say if luck is healthy – you already know Patriots gonna make it. You know the Chiefs are gonna make with Mahomes and Luck. You know, with with without injury, those three teams at twenty five percent. So only three more teams can make it. So I I got uh, I got one thing else to say about that that I get things to say right now. Uh, first of all, Jimmy G first possession interception looking good. Just threw one, <laughs> loving it. And number two is uh, also the stats of teams that lost the Super Bowl. It's been a little better the last couple of years, but there was a 10-year stretch, I think, from 2003 to 2013, where they averaged like seven and – there were like seven and a half wins was the average for the Super Bowl winner or a Super Bowl loser the year before. Mm. So, uh, with like the stat you're saying too, not only is it hard to make it back to the playoffs, losing in the Super Bowl, they kind of have like the double whammy with tough stats. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I'm looking at this like last year's playoffs teams right now, and it's like – I'm with you. The Colts, I mean, like, Andrew Luck's my favorite quarterback in the NFL, so if he's healthy, they're making the playoffs. And then you look at this, New England, Kansas City are making the playoffs. You already got three playoff teams there. It, it's hard to, when you do that that exercise, it's really hard to, like, <laughs> exactly. you start, you start <laughs> running out of teams quick. Yeah, yeah you got to pick your one division winner, so Steelers or Browns, Ravens, and then after that, it's only two wild card spots. And then I believe in the Chargers. So if we say Chargers, that's more. You only got two teams left. It's like kind of you know, you know, it's it's, it's kind of hard. So 
somebody ain't making it. I don't know who. And I think one of one of my bold predictions is going to be correct. I don't know who's going to be right, but one of us is going to be right. Absolutely. I was going to say, when you look, I was just looking at last year's playoffs real quick. Dallas and Philadelphia are in the same division, and they're in the class of that division, so one of them is going to make it too. Right, and one going to miss it, and Zeke don't come back, it's going to be Cowboys. <laughs> that's <what they're> <laughs> oh, without Zeke, that's, that's 5 and 11. If he comes back. <laughs> right. Yep. So uh, that's uh, that's NFC West. I appreciate y'all for joining us today, man. Uh, we're going to do it again real soon. Absolutely, yeah. guys. Yeah, we had a great time, man. Thank Shout you. yourselves out, guys. Where, where can anybody find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at George War Sammy. It's J A R J O U R S A M I, and me at G and uh, same last name J A R J O U R. For those who don't know, we're brothers. Um, um, and the podcast, yeah. the podcast you can find just find us on Twitter at Pod That um, P O P O D That, and it's the That Being Said podcast. So on any platform, just type in That Being Said podcast, uh, and we'll come up and. Uh, we really appreciate it, guys, and we'll have you guys on soon for an NFL podcast, uh, maybe here in the next week or so. Yeah, maybe like uh, what we were thinking, we can do like right before the season starts, like, you know, final. We can hone in on these playoff teams and kind of give our, like, predictions of who's going to make the playoff before the season. All right, sounds good. That sounds good, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Preach, man. We out. Awesome. Take care. Yes. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code NEXT for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code NEXT. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code NEXT. That's N-E-X-T.